All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of、uh, Hundred Books a Year with Kevin.、Um, today we're going to continue our discussion on、uh, the cold start problem. We're going to touch on how to build a first network, right? Like how should we、um, kickstart this process, if you will,、um, in terms of building a network, right? Reaching that、um, covenant, right? Network effects. So it is a hard problem to solve, and The bigger the network is, the harder it is for it to self disrupt, right? On the other hand, the smaller the network, right, the easier it is for it to self disrupt. And when a person sign on to a new network, none of their friends and family use it, and then they leave. I do this all the time with a new app that I'm trying to download or a new service I'm 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 trying to use, right. Um. Although, let's say Line or WhatsApp, right? Let's say those things. Uh, none of my friends are on there. I'm just gonna, you know, um, uninstall the app right,、uh, right after that. So, how can we solve this problem? Um, Andrew, the author, says that there are a few things that we can do. Right. First of all, is, uh, we need to figure out what is our ideal uh atomic network. So, what does atomic network means? It is the first or the few foundational networks that kind of kickstart this entire process.、Um, for example, Wikipedia, right? It's actually written by a tiny amount of of、uh, people that go in there and make edits and put on new new、um, content. Most people they just read it, right? Uber, right?、Uh, all of the.、Uh, Uh, Uber is driven by、uh, about five percent of the driver, mostly drive for all of the Uber network. So, at the beginning of the network effects, we tend to have this idea of a negative network effect, or we call we call um anti-network effects. So, when that happens, what it means is when new user churn,、uh, because there's just not enough user on there just yet. So, it's kind of like a zero sum game in the beginning, right? It's like, hey, like winner take all, the cold start problem. You win, you win all the way. Like you take everyone's money. If you lose, then you just lost your buy in, right? So, a couple examples I we touch on a couple days ago is with Slack, right? Is when when you are the first Slack users, everything is boring, right? So the question for Slack is how many users do you need? For new users to not churn, a、uh, Stuart Butterfield, the CEO of a、uh, Slack, said, "Hey, just two, <laughs> right? Just if you have one person on on the one end sending the message, if you have one person on the other end receiving the message, that's it. Three is optimal. And what they noticed when they are when they were a、uh, scaling, is the threshold of two thousand messages are like ideal, right? If you Hit two thousand messages per organization per account, then ninety three percent of those users are actually using Slack today, which is amazing. So, for the first atomic group, right? It doesn't matter how many people there there is two, three, four. They need to get to that two thousand number as soon as possible. Facebook. Um, I do remember in the book it says Facebook, if you can have or add ten friend requests in seven days, 
and then those 10 friends accepted your friend request, then you most likely are not going to leave. And Airbnb, it's about 300 local listings per area for, for them to like stick. So that is a magic number. If let's say whatever your neighborhood is, right? Um, if, if, if you can have 300 listings in that area, then Airbnb is going to uh, stick around. For Uber, um, is to get ETA down to three minutes as quickly as possible. So if like Uber is a lunch in a city, um, if you uh, if you uh, request a ride, if you wait more than three minutes, then the user is, is more likely to cancel the ride. And if you can get it to as close or as lower as possible, the better. So with all those examples, what we see is every product slash services have this threshold. Um, the lower you can get it, the better. And for a software companies, right, or like uh, like service like uh, uh, Airbnb, they both have their own um, quote unquote a scaling threshold. So, how should we go about solving the CoStar problem? And I I think the most important thing we need to realize is two things: is density and breadth. So, what we mean mean by density is how quick can we build up the user in that one area. The like the the uh, quicker it is, the more dense, uh, the more densier, like the more dense it is, right? The better, and then see how far of an area that we can cover, right? The breadth of the service, and use, and then uh, there's gonna be more user to it, and then there's only uh going to be a drive to increase the user experience, and then we can actually improve on that in leaps and bounds of the area, so. Density and interactiveness is key to solving the COSAR problem. So as an example, right, you want a small team of 10 you, uh, using Slack. Let's say they're all in the accounting department. Th- then you want like, 10 random people, like one, uh, one from HR, one from accounting, one from finance, one, uh, one from sales to use Slack. That is kind of like the gist of this uh, solving this problem. Uh, Co-star problem. So that's pretty much it, right? That's kind of like the first step. I do want to touch on a couple more examples that's mentioned in the book. I I, I think it's really, really mind-blowing. Um, so English Wikipedia, right, just a Wikipedia site, have about 6 million different articles. And it, it has over 3.9 billion in, uh, 3.9 billion words. And then is like 90 times the English encyclopedia. And you would think with such a large network, they have to be have like a lot of contributors, right? Actually, there are only 100,000 active contributors per month on Wikipedia. And then out of those 100,000, 4,000 people only edits, and that's 0.02% of all the users for Wikipedia. That's just crazy, right? And that's kind of like the thing that's hard about the atomic group, right? The funding member group is, is it, they create a ton of value, right? And then the problem is, is it's hard to for, for them to keep doing it. For example, right, the video platform called Steam, the hard problem is 
the game developer, right? They need to have they need have to uh, they need to have to actually pump up the game, and then the easier side of that equation is the game player, right? Same thing with content creation, podcasts, audiobooks, TikToks, workout videos, travel. The hard job falls on the shoulders of the creator, and a social network really just cannot exist if there's no content creator, and just like the market cannot exist without its seller. So con so uh connecting and then like trying to engage the content network is actually critical for success in that case. And the second example that they use in the book is dating, right? Um, so online dating, the hard side of the dating network is actually attractive people. <laughs> I love how how like um Andrew put this right. You want attractive people to be using your dating app, particularly women, right? On like older apps like you know like eHarmony, Match.com, right back in the two thousand, you create a profile, you answer a bunch of questions, you uh, you can use like a name like you know like Farmer Girl O Nine or or what like something, right? And then what happened is attractive women gets gets a lot of messages, and then they cannot reply to them very often, and then other people, usually guys in this case, get discouraged and they feel like work, and then they drop off the app. So. Tinder CEO kind of uses this as a foundation, right? The improvement that he's been making is he used Facebook to um, kind of like connect it to signing and to like to like check out friends and then make it fun. Not that much input needed with uh, Tinder, right? You just swipe around and then people that are close to you and then you can choose not to date friends, right? That kind of builds trust. And then if you are a spammer and if you are uh, an abuser, then you can disconnect, right? So these are all kind of to protect the hard side of the network to make sure that the attractive person gets the best experience and then kind of gets the network going. So that that actually is a very very interesting example, right? And for Uber, for example, right, the hardest thing is to get people to drive for them, right? And then they can have different incentives, they have different uh, flexibilities, all those things. So. On the deeper level, we want to have a very dense, right, very interactive network, but we also want to find a way to protect the hard side of the atomic group, right? Who has the biggest job? Who has the most burden that we can utilize to um, make sure that we can get this product going? We can make sure that we can get this um, quote-unquote atomic group going. I think this is a really interesting concept for uh, reaching network effect because you have to start somewhere, right? Okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you like this podcast, subscribe, share with your friends. And next time, I think we're going to wrap up on this topic. And then uh, we're going to go into another book. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day.